According to author, entrepreneur, and speaker Ryan Bennett, there's only one way in which to live your life, and that is intentional. Bennett has devoted his career, his life, and he's even written a book to guide people to live more intentionally in business, their own personal life, and in anything they wish to pursue. He wrote the book based on his intentional growth model, which he stopped by the program this week to tell me all about. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. If you're ready, we'll welcome you to the program, and we're excited to learn how to live intentional lives with you this morning. So great to see you, and thanks so much for being here. Oh, Kevin, it's a pleasure. So, Ryan, I know that you're uh, 100% committed to helping people live intentional lives. You wrote a book about it, so you must be committed to it. So can you tell me all about uh, your intentional uh, growth uh, model and how how it came to be? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it, it really comes down to it started all with myself personally. So I just came off a failed business. And I was a little lost and didn't know quite how to get moving again. But I knew I wanted more out of life than just live the regular average life. And so I started to study personal and professional development, started to study what successful people do. And I sort of had this aha moment that in order for my life to be where I wanted to be, I needed to develop myself and iterate myself first. And so from that moment, I sort of started studying a lot more about it and came up with a growth model that worked for myself called, and that, that I coined the intentional growth model. And many years later, I'm now able to do this 100% of my time and I, I guide people to be more intentional with their lives, their businesses, and their teams. So tell me, what's the most uh, rewarding part about doing this work? For me, it's, it's when people get it. It's, it's the aha moment that they saw their first, when they put something into action, a new habit created, it was their first one. And they realized that they can do it and that they can achieve what they want to achieve if they set out to do it. And so that for me is the fulfilling spot for it. Um, it's just a beautiful moment that, that I get to share with people. Now, I know that you also believe that we all have to set at daily disciplines to create a good habits. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so, um, the reality is, is, is goal setting actually doesn't work. Um, we all talk about these smart goals and setting goals at the beginning of the year, but the science will tell us that only 8% of the people who set a New Year's resolution will actually accomplish it. And it's because goal setting is all about the outcome. 
it's not about the process of yourself, you're, deliber- uh, you're developing yourself into the person who's good enough and equipped enough to achieve that goal. And so what I understood is that there's a formula for growth that I call the intentional growth model. And it's really basic. It says knowledge plus discipline equals growth. And what that comes down to is knowledge is things you learn in school, things you learn on YouTube. It's called, it could be awareness pieces. But until we actually apply what we just learned, we're not going to grow. And so the biggest part of this, one of the biggest parts of this is, is creating daily disciplines. And so as part of the book, we walk through the four main elements of growth, which is dreaming where you want to be. There is goal setting. Goal setting is important as part of that, but also establishing daily disciplines is the key element of it. Because without good habits, we're not going to be able to achieve what we want to achieve. And tell me, what happens to people uh, in your experience when they stumble on their goal uh, setting path? What have, how do you help people get back on the right track when that happens? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. It's really common Um, because the goal is set of an outcome that's in the future. and, And we as humans expect immediately that we accomplish it. Well, that's not how life works. That's not how anything grows. That's not how anything happens. And so that's where the biggest thing fails is people set goals based on the outcome, but they're not ready yet to achieve those. And they don't talk about the process to get there or daily discipline as I call it. And so how I help with that or how my book helps with that or how you could do it is, okay, let's break this goal down into small chunks. Now, what, what are some good habits that we can do to start developing ourselves so we can hit this goal. For example, if you wanna increase your emotional intelligence and be a better leader, that is a great goal to hit, but you don't just do that overnight. You have to then start to look about, okay, where do I need to develop myself in? What skills do I need to develop? What habits do I need to do each and every single day to be better at that that item? Um, And so that's sort of how I break it down and help people make it into smaller chunks that can be done over time and that is what builds healthy habits. And that is what I call a daily discipline. And then you also believe that it's important for us to find growth partners to sort of accomplish that goal. So can you tell me uh, your philosophy on having like-minded people in order to accomplish whatever goals that you set for yourself or collectively? Yeah, Kevin, I'm happy to do that. And so the, the, the four elements, like I mentioned, were dreams, goal settings, daily disciplines. The last one is about growth partners. And so I don't like the word accountability partner. I actually kind of hate that. I cringe when I think about accountability because that's all based on like task and there's, there's failure involved with it. You have to show up, you have to get your things done. And, and if you don't, you're going to get punished. And that's not how people grow. And that's not how people want to grow. And so I call this a growth partner. And here's what the science says, is that if you set a goal and you talk to a person about it one time, you have a 65% chance to achieve that goal. So it's way better than eight, but it's 65. But if you set that goal and you have a scheduled recurring meeting with a growth partner or somebody else to talk about the goal and accumulate wins along the way, the science says that you're a chance to achieve that goal from goes from 65% all the way up to 95%. And it's really, it's really important to understand why that actually is, is powerful. Well, one, it's good to have someone to talk to each and every single week. 
but also there's the point of this is that you're, you're discussing your wins, losses, and learnings with your growth partner. And so part of that is when you're discussing your wins, there's a concept called savoring in our mind. And the uh, happiness course in Yale talks a lot about this, but really what happens is, is when the science has been proven that when we actually share our wins with somebody else, we feel and we get to savor in that moment again. And so all of a sudden then as you get wins along your week and you share that with a growth partner, you get double the, the dopamine that motivates you and accelerates you to keep on winning and builds that momentum. So it's based on wins, it's based on building blocks, not based on accountability and task and, and, and those type of things. Bennett says, a key part of the recipe to becoming an effective leader is acquiring emotional intelligence. And he provides you a blueprint on how you can add the skill sets to your repertoire. Yeah, emotional intelligence is kind of a hot topic, and and I like to talk about it. Um, but let me just describe to the audience or to yourself is the difference between IQ and EQ. So IQ is what you're naturally born with. It's your actual intelligence. You can't increase it. You can't change it. It's what you're, you're born with. Your emotional intelligence is a behavioral piece. So you can increase your emotional intelligence and there's tactics to do it. And so why emotional intelligence is important to leaders is that it, it's 82% of corporations worldwide will use emotional intelligence as that they will use that test when they're promoting the C-level the suites. And so it's been proven that it's really, really important to be a good leader if you have high emotional intelligence. And so why is this? Well, there's some different pieces of emotional intelligence. Um, and very briefly is there's four main parts. One is how you understand your own emotions. Second is how you manage your own emotions. Then third is how I understand your emotions, Kevin, sitting across from me, and then how I manage my reactions to your emotions. So how this plays out is that I personally would never want to follow somebody who I'm scared to have a meeting with because I'm afraid they're going to berate me for making a mistake, or I'm afraid I don't have the right answer to a question they ask. I'm going to get yelled at, pushed out of the meeting, or they are such an emotional, um, I don't, I don't want, uh, emote, they're just really emotional person, uh, both good and bad, and they can't handle negative news. And so it's really important as leaders that we are in control of our own emotions first, because if we can't control our own emotions, we can't help others, we can't lead others with their emotions. Um, and so I like to tell kind of a story of why emotional intelligence is important. And so I don't know how many fan, how big of a fan of basketball you are there being close to Detroit, but there's two college coaches I like to point out. One has been John Wooden, and John Wooden was the UCLA basketball coach back in the 60s and 70s, and he won 10 national championships in seven years, including some undefeated seasons. So wildly successful, probably the most famous college basketball coach in the history of college basketball. And then you have Bobby Knight. And Bobby Knight was the Indiana Hoosiers uh, coach, and he won three national championships. So both successful, but on the sidelines, they're exact opposite. John Wooden was calm, collective, under control, actually never even talked about winning the game, talked about 
performing to the best of your ability each and every single day, controlling your emotions and being under control during the game versus Bobby Knight. And he would be a fiery on the sidelines. He would throw cheers on the court. And the reality is, is that people hated playing for Bobby Knight and they loved playing for John Wooden. And the misconception is, is that you have to be angry and fiery to motivate people. But the reality is you don't. And so emotional intelligence plays effect to this because Bobby Knight could not be in control of emotions. He was successful, but only a little bit. And his people hated playing for him. Versus John Wooden, who had a high emotional intelligence, was wildly successful, the best college basketball coach in the history of the game. And people just enjoyed him. They loved him. They came back year after year to spend time with him. People loved playing for him. So I just want to highlight the difference of why emotional intelligence is really important to good leadership. And I know for you personally, uh, you're about to embark on uh, the next chapter of your life in, ter in terms of having a baby. And I'm wondering uh, also how you want to be remembered through your business and le leaving a legacy for your daughter and sort of the next generation. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a great question. So I think what you're asking me sort of, one is like, what, what is my core values and how do I want to be remembered on that one? And so for me, I want to do meaningful work, authentic to two, who I am, guided by my faith. And so what that means for me is that I really just want people and I want to help people live a more intentional life. We have one life to live. And, and really what, what drives me and is what, what I want people to remember me about is that I tried to guide them. I tried to help them live the life that they want to live. I don't care if you want to be the best school teacher or the best rodeo clown. My, my purpose here in life is to help guide you to become that, that person and live that intentional life. Fantastic, Ryan. I want to thank you for your time, uh, perspective, and for joining us uh, this afternoon. We really enjoyed the uh, discussion and want to thank you for your time this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it as well.